Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. I do want to encourage, if you've not already, to check out All I Needed to Know I Learned from Columbo and All I Needed to Know I Learned from Dragnet, its sequel ebook. Each examines the careers and histories of seven great fictional detectives and policemen and life lessons that can be learned from them. They are available as ebooks as well as audiobooks to audible.com or the Apple Store. You can find all my books, audiobooks, and ebooks at store.greatdetectives.net. Well, now it's time for today's episode of Mystery is My Hobby, and the title is. Death Goes Before Pride. Ladies and gentlemen, Barton Drake speaking. This week I've selected for our drama, case history number 134, from my book, Mystery is My Hobby. I call it, Death Goes Before Pride. something you read about, usually with your eggs and coffee at breakfast. Murder is something that usually happens to someone else. It doesn't come to you or your friend. Usually, that is. But not always. Take the case of Vincent Martin and his wife Isabel, for instance. And that morning that I received the... Yes, Barton Drake speaking. Isabel? Isabel Martin, silly. Oh, yes, of course, Isabel. How's Vincent these days? Oh, he's fine. Bart, I wish you'd do me a tremendous favor. Anything within reason, my dear? Well, we're having a weekend at our place in the Adirondacks. Hmm? I do wish you'd join us. Oh, well, that's awfully nice of you, Isabel, but a friend of mine and I were planning a little fishing trip up in the Poconos. I, I hate to disappoint him. Bring him along. There's excellent fishing here. Mm, he's a policeman, Inspector Noah Danton. Don't tell me this is something serious, Isabel. I don't know. Something pretty nearly impossible to believe has happened to me. I have a decision to make. I need the advice of some sensible person. Well, well, all right, at least I'll ask the inspector. Oh, thanks, Bart. I'll tell you all about it when... Oh, I'll have to hang up now, Bart. Someone's just come in who wants to use the phone. See you in the morning, Bart. Goodbye. Oh, just a minute, Isabel, I... Could be 
Maybe the inspector would like the Adirondacks better than the Poconos anyway. The one thing I like best about you, Bart, is your friend. Yes, Inspector? Yes, indeed. Just look at that lake. Mm. Docks, boathouses. <laughs> Just smells of fish. Yes, the mountains really have a nice place. That was darn nice of this girl to invite me along. Ain't often a cop gets a rap at a dish like this. I'm sure she'll enjoy having you, Inspector, as much as you enjoy being here. Who are these guys, anyway? The Martins? Yeah. Oh, Vincent Martin is a consulting engineer, a big man in his profession. Comes from a proud old family. Yeah? <laughs> He's kind of stuffy, all that family stuff and so forth. But his wife, Isabel's a peach. Well, I hope this isn't just a big cocktail party. I want to get in some fish. This is the right place for it. Oh, you know, Vincent Martin is an expert flycasting champion and all that. Ah. I'm not so bad myself. Yeah. Only once in a while, I like to use worms. <laughs> well, I wouldn't advise you to tell that to Vincent. This is it, Inspector. Some dump. Say that again. And some dame. I don't blame you for coming. That's not Isabel, Inspector. No? Well, who... I haven't the slightest idea. I've never seen her before. I'm sorry, miss. You got me wrong. Oh, I'm... thank you for coming, Doctor. But, but it's too late. Mrs. Martin is dead. hadn't expected you, Bart. I, well, that's I... strange, Vincent. Isabel invited me down by phone last night. Yes, we just arrived last night. The servants won't be here until noon. Hmm? Oh, by the way, this is Pat Baker, Mr. Drake, my research assistant. I thought you were the doctor. Yes, yes, I, I called the doctor. I can't understand why he hasn't arrived. Oh, you're so, doctor. You never can depend on him. Uh, you know Stuart Bart, Harold Stewart. Isabel and Harold were on the municipal housing committee together. How do you do, sir? Who's this guy with you? Inspector Noah Danton of the New York Police. Police? And now that you've complied with all the niceties, will you please tell me what happened to Isabel? She's dead, Bart. Drowned. Good heavens, no. How? Well, there wasn't anything to do this morning, so Isabel decided to go canoeing. I got out some tackle out of the boathouse and was flycasting down there in the point. Didn't see it from here, Bart. Mm -hmm. Isabel was just a little distance offshore, right opposite me. Suddenly, I don't know what happened, but Isabel screamed and the canoe went over. She was in the water. It was awful, Bart. Couldn't she swim? No, no, she couldn't. You know that, don't you, Bart? Yes, yes, I remember. Well, why didn't you go in after Why, I tried to. I I had on hip boots. I, I tried to unbuckle them, and I, I got them all fouled up, so I went in anyway. Water was too deep. I, I couldn't reach her. It was impossible for me to swim with my boots on. Yes, I could imagine. I had to fight to get back to shore. I, I finally tore off the hip straps and got them off. And I swam out to the canoe. Isabel was gone. I dove down and finally recovered her body, but... It was too late. What about you, Miss Baker? You and Mr. Stewart, where were you? Couldn't you have helped? I was sitting on the porch. I, I saw Vincent down there on the point casting. I heard her scream. And I saw Vincent trying to get his boots off. I didn't know what was wrong until I saw Vincent plunge into the lake. And then I ran down there. But there was nothing I could do. What about you, Mr. Stewart? Oh, what difference does that make now? Simply that the authorities will want a complete report. It'll help you get your story straight now. Well, okay. They must know I was up in the sloughs fishing. Try and make something out of that. Hey, what's the matter with that guy? Harold's been drinking a little. Well, that's a funny way for him to act under the circumstances. Oh, that must be the doctor. I just did a car drive up. Mm-hmm. 
You're certain she died by drowning, Doctor? Oh, yes. Yes, there's no question about that. What about this bump here on the back of her head? Well, I doubt if it would have caused unconsciousness. Uh, probably hit her head on the side of the canoe when she went over. Mm. Yes, I guess you were right. Well, there's nothing I can do. I'll notify the coroner. Mm, yes, thank you, Doctor. That's a pity. I knew Mrs. Martin very well. That Harold Stewart guy gets me gone, right? I don't get his pitch. Yes, he does act odd. I'm wondering if he's trying to tip me off to something, or he's trying to find out something. I can't figure out what. He's a drunken bum, if you ask me. Inspector, <laughs> here he comes now. Yeah, he's been at the bottle again. All right, copper. You've been asking me questions. Now it's my turn. Yeah? How does it happen that you and your cop friend happened to drop in here just at this time? We were invited, Mr. Stewart. Yeah? By whom? Isabel invited us. She called me up on the phone last evening. You know why she called you? No, I'm sorry I don't. Okay, I'll tell you. Did you ever hear of unrequited love and pride? It's a bad mix. What do you mean? Well, it does things to otherwise intelligent people. Oh, here comes Vince. I'll be going. Oh, wait a minute. No, this is this is very interesting, Mr. Stewart. I'd like to know more about this. Yeah. I imagine you would. I thought you were famous for things like that, Mr. Drake. What more do you need? He's a nasty guy. You have to excuse Mr. Stewart, gentlemen. He's been drinking. That's obvious. But if you don't watch his tongue, he's going to talk himself into a good smack in the chops. What is Mr. Stewart doing here, Vincent? Is he a special guest? I, I thought I told you. Isabel and Harold were on the municipal housing committee. Harold was chairman and Isabel was secretary. You say were? Yes. Isabel had resigned. He invited Harold up for the weekend as a sort of a parting gesture. Mm-hmm. Had Harold Stewart been drinking when he arrived here last night? Well, I don't know. I... Yes. I guess he had been at that. Mm-hmm. Vincent... Which of those canoes down there on the dock was Isabel using? Why, uh, the, uh, the blue one. Why do you ask? I think the inspector and I will go down and have a look at it. What are you trying to do, Bart? Stir up something? No, not particularly. There's something I haven't told you, Inspector. Yeah? When Isabel called me last night to invite us up here, she was worried about something. Yeah? Yeah. She said she had to make a decision. It's something impossible to believe had happened to her. She invited me up here because she wanted advice. Hey, why didn't you tell me that before? I wanted to see what would turn up first. You know, Bart, I wouldn't be surprised, but there's something pretty fishy around here. Hey, 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 there's that Baker dame standing down there on the pier. Yeah, there she is. Good afternoon, Miss Baker. Oh, oh, it's you, Bart. Aren't you lonesome down here all by yourself? I have been away. Isabel's death. It was such a shock. Yes, it was. However, I'm glad you're here. I wanted a few words with you alone. What about? You know just where Harold Stewart was when the accident happened? I don't know exactly, but I guess he'd been fishing. Because when Vince and I brought Isabel's body up to the house, he came in all wet and muddy. He was carrying his casting rod. Hey, so he was wet and muddy, was he? What do you know about Harold Stewart, Miss Baker? I, I don't know a thing. What do you know about Stewart and Isabel? I don't know anything about them either. If you're going to talk that way about Isabel, I'm going to the house. Just a minute, Miss Baker. Did you know that Isabel called me last night? No. No, I didn't. 
Now, let me go. Just what? Now, stop asking me questions. I don't know a thing. Well, for my beard, what do you know about that? What did her? I don't know. But I do know one thing, Inspector. One of the three of them is lying. How do you figure that out? When Isabel called me last night, someone came to the room when she was phoning. I heard her speak to the person. As the servants haven't arrived yet, it must have been one of those three. And so far, none of them have admitted that they knew Isabel's phone. Yeah, I guess you got something there. Yeah. Well, Inspector, let's take a look at that canoe. Well, I can't figure why everybody's lying over just a simple accident. This blue one's the one, Inspector. Yeah. Well, nothing here. A few scratches on the side here. Yeah, yeah, but there's lots of scratches. All canoes get scratched up. Yes, I think you are right. Well, I guess we might as well go back to the house. I want to have another talk with that steward chap. Hey, Bart, look at this. What, Inspector? This fishing rod leaning up against the boathouse. Ain't it a high? Yes, indeed it is, Inspector. Must be the one Martin was using when his wife was drowned. What makes you think that? Well, the line's wet, isn't it? I'll bet that real costs at least oh, 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, I'd still rather use worms. Those plugs with all those hooks on them don't give a fish a sporting chance. Yes, Inspector. That silver wiggler is what is known in the best fishing circles as a killer. What was that? Another killer, Inspector. It came from the house. <laughs> Inspector and I, about 15 seconds to get to the house. As we rushed in the door, Vincent Martin was just running down from upstairs. Bart, Bart, did you hear it too? Yes, Vincent. It sounded like a shot. I think it came from the living room. Well, come on, let's go in. Good Lord. It's Stuart. Yes. I'm afraid he's extremely dead. Oh, no. Got from close range. Powder marks all over his face, pistol in his left hand. That's very... Oh, no, not Stuart, too. I thought I heard a shot. I... Stuart. Yes, Miss Baker? Harold Stewart. Uh, I've got to sit down. Right here, Miss Baker. Thank you. Where were you, Vincent, when you heard the shot? Uh, upstairs in my room, Bob. And you, Miss Baker? I was up in my room, too. How about that pistol in his left hand? Is this Stuart guy left-handed? How about that, Vincent? Why, I... Yes. Yes, perhaps he was. Well, as a matter of fact, he was. I noticed that much myself. I saw him light his cigarette with his left hand. Now that you mention it, I'm sure he was. Do either of you recognize the gun? Oh, just a minute, I'll... Hey, don't pick up that gun. You're... I'm sorry, it's, it's too late now. Yeah, you dumb ox. That's all right, Inspector. Forget it's it. one of my guns, gentlemen. I, I have several around the house. Well, I guess that's it, Bart. The guy killed himself. Oh, this is too much. First Isabel and then this. What a fine mess this is going to be for the papers. Scandal, disgrace. Why? Why did this have to happen to me? I think a better question would be, why did Harold Stewart kill himself? I... I refuse to answer that. Enough harm's been done already. You'd better tell him, Vincent. You must tell them. No. If you don't tell them, I will. Pat, I forbid it. But there'll be less scandal if you make a clean breast of it, Vincent. Oh. Very well. Oh, you're right. I just well know the whole dirty mess. At least I'll get it straight. That's better, Vincent. Stuart was madly in love with Isabelle. He forced himself on her to the extent that she had to resign from his housing committee. And you still invited him up here? That was a misstatement. We didn't invite him here. He, he followed Isabel here. He insisted that she have a talk with him. Isabel refused. That's why she went for that canoe ride this morning in order to avoid it. <laughs> now we're getting somewhere. The rest seems fairly evident. Stuart had been drinking heavily. Yeah, and he was probably brooding over Mrs. Martin's death. 
That's why he was so grumpy. You've asked me why he killed himself. Well, I suppose he gave way to a drunken impulse. Yeah, I've seen it happen lots of times. Yes, indeed. You know, it's strange how an ordinarily intelligent mind can go to pieces under the impact of a crisis with which which it's uh, not very familiar. What do you mean by that, Mr. Drake? I mean that murder is always unintelligent. Murder? Just why did you take so long in getting downstairs after the shot was fired, Miss Baker? Why, I... And you, Benton, what took you so long? Why, I, I came downstairs at once. Oh, no, you didn't. You were coming down the stairs when the inspector and I came in the house. We had to come all the way from the boathouse. What's the idea, Bart? What is this? Why were you so long coming downstairs? Oh, what difference does it make? The difference between being guilty or not guilty, Vincent Martin. Now, see here, Drake, I'm not going to stand for this. You're just a publicity-seeking meddler. I'm going to call a local police. I'll get the constable up here, then we'll see who pushes who around. That's up to you, Vincent. Just who do you think you are, Barton Drake? Why would either Vincent or I want to kill poor Harold? Why? I think I know why, my dear. What I've got to find out is who. I'll see about that. Hello? Get me the constable's office. Hurry. I'll sue you, Drake. I'll sue you for every cent you've got. Hello? Constable's office? Send a man up here right away. Who? Where? Vincent Martin's place in Lake Maple. Yes, thanks. There. I'll get the real law around here. I'll shame you out of the country, Drake. I'll kick every book of yours off the bookshelves. I'll... Right, uh, are you sure you know what you're doing? I think I do, Inspector. But there's something in what this guy says. I can't see that you have any proof. Can't you, Inspector? Besides that, anybody can see that the guy committed suicide. Yes, I suppose that could be. Uh, Miss Baker, would uh, you step into the other room with me, please? Now, wait a minute. You'll stay right here as long as you're accusing her. She doesn't have to. It's all right, Vincent. I don't mind. Well, thank you, Miss Baker. I can trust you to keep an eagle eye on Vincent, can't I, Inspector? Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Well, I'm a bit surprised that you came willingly, Inspector. Bart, cut it out. Call me Pat. Of course, Pat. I wanted to come. I wanted to talk to you where Vince can't hear me. Oh, I... You know how proud he is. You know how much his social position, his professional reputation means to him. Yes, Pat. I know that. Well, this is the truth, so help me. Isabel and Harold Stewart have been carrying on a shameful affair. Isabel and Stewart? Poor Vincent was crushed. He begged Isabel to stop to give up Stuart. She just laughed at him. Taunted him. Well, why didn't he ask her for a divorce? He did. She said, oh, no. He wouldn't give up the ancient, honorable Martin name and the money that went with it. You understand, don't you, Bart? I understand that you're a very desirable woman, Pat. Bart. All right, my dear. That's enough. Bart, you can sit down now, my dear. Bart, you're hurting I'll break me. your pretty little wrist if you don't give me that pistol in your pocket. Why, you... you beast! <laughs> Nothing like a fond embrace to find out what a woman is wearing in her jacket pocket, is there, my dear? I could kill you, Bart. I'm sure you could. I found out something else, my dear. You yourself are in love with Vincent. I am no such thing. Oh, yes, you are. And you'd do anything to stop me from having him arrested, wouldn't you? Or having yourself arrested. You're crazy. Perhaps you're just stalling for time. Trying to get a break, any break. I don't see how you can... It was your lie about Isabel that tipped your hand, my dear. You failed to consider the fact that I knew Isabel. She wasn't the sort of person to carry on such an affair as you suggest, lady. If she'd fallen in love with Stuart, she'd have divorced Vincent just like that. 
Oh, now, now, stop. Don't make it any worse by putting on a neck, my dear. Come on, come on. We'll go back in the other room and have a talk with your lover. Oh, this guy's been raising that, boy. Yes, I rather thought he would, Inspector. He tricked me, Vincent. Why, the dirty... Uh, 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 no, Vincent, be careful. Your pride, old man. Don't forget your pride. Inspector, I've got the answer. Well, you'd better have if you don't want to be sued for everything in the book. All I needed was a motive. Miss Baker supplied that. Pat, you didn't no, tell... No, she didn't tell on you, Vincent. She just stopped being intelligent and resorted to a bunch of lies. I don't get it. Do you recognize this pistol, Vincent? I took it from Pat's pocket. Yes. Another one of mine. Do you know why she had it in her pocket, Vincent? For one reason. To kill you if necessary. What? Why? <laughs> I didn't... This pistol explains why Pat was so late coming downstairs after Stuart was shot. She went back to her room or some room to get it because she thought she'd have to kill you, Vincent, in order to save herself. Oh, no. No, no, no. Please listen to me. I'll tell. Break, you dirty skunk. I'll break you if it's the last thing I do. It probably will be. What do you mean, torturing Pat? You're vicious, absurd. You know Pat didn't kill Isabel. Isabel was drowned. Yes, Isabel was drowned, but it wasn't an accident. It was murder. That's preposterous. You've gone mad, Drake. I don't know, Bart. For once, I'm afraid you're about nine miles off the beam. Isabel couldn't have been murdered. There wasn't anybody anywhere near. Go on. Pat was up here in the porch, and I was down there on the point, casting. Isabel was at least 200 feet offshore. And where was Harold Stewart? I... He was out fishing, too, I guess. Anyway, he came back after the drowning, all wet and muddy, carrying his fishing pole. He had his pole with him when he came to the house, I mean. You're sure of that? Of course, I'm sure. Exactly. And you were afraid he'd seen you murder your wife, weren't you, Mr. Martin? Great guy, I've had enough. I'm going to kick you out of here. Not before you hear the rest of this, you're not. Watch him, Inspector. You bet. You were more afraid when you overheard Stuart talking to me out in the hall. When you heard him say, I thought you were famous for things like this, what more do you need? You were afraid he'd already told me. When the inspector and I went down to inspect the canoe, you were certain of it. So you killed him. <laughs> Ridiculous, Drake. Oh, is it? Yes. You're just like any other cheap hack writer. Inspector Danton, can't you knock some sense into his head? Well... Isabel was in the canoe well offshore. I was standing down there on the edge of the lake in plain sight of Pat up here in the porch. How in heaven's name could I have touched Isabel? Ah, but Pat couldn't see the canoe. It was behind some shrubs. Isn't that right, Miss Baker? Yes. By the way, you stated you were busy casting. Am I right, Vincent? Of course that's right. What? Huh? What were you casting? Fly casting, I told you that. Do you usually cast flies with a casting rod and a silver wiggler plug on the end of it? A plug with three sets of triple hooks? Right, I... That had to be your pole down there at the boathouse. You'd already said that Stuart brought his to the house with him. Now, look here. It'd be a very simple matter for an expert like you, Martin, to cast out and hook the far side of your wife's canoe. And one good steady pull would do the rest. And poor Isabel. Isabel couldn't swim. Hey, Bart, that's right. And those stretches on the side of the canoe... <laughs> I refuse to answer. And do you know why Pat thought she might have to kill you, Vincent? Do you know why she ran back to get that pistol? Because she saw you run upstairs after you shot Stuart. Because you knew that she saw you. My idea is that Pat ran out of her room when she heard the shot. Oh, she knew you, Vincent. She knew you well. She ought to after your affair. She knew then that you'd killed Stuart. And after that, she suspected that you'd also killed Isabel. And she knew your terrible pride. She knew that you couldn't let her live knowing what she did. Isn't that right, Pat? Stupid imbeciles, all of you. You knew she might slip someday, Vincent. Her conscience might make her tell, and that would be a blot on your spotless name and reputation. That's why you killed Isabel, you know. Isabel found out about your affair with Pat, and she threatened to divorce you, but you couldn't stand the thought of scandal, could you, Vincent? Ridiculous, stupid, mad! So, but they may hang you for Isabel's murder, and they may not. I'm not sure, but they're certainly going to hang you for Stuart's. 
Theories aren't proof, Mr. Drake. No, but a paraffin test is. And I'm certain that a paraffin test of your hand will prove that you fired that pistol. You've got him, Bart. Oh, God, I wish it was in my own jurisdiction. I wish I was in New York State with this guy. But I... you aren't, my friend. Hey, hey. Where'd you get that gun? You have to place Lousy with him. Don't you remember, Inspector? I'm leaving, Mr. Drake. I'm walking out of here, and I just hope you're foolish enough to try and stop me. I'd put down that pop gun if I were you, Vincent. Don't look now, but there's a man standing just outside that window with a star on his coat and a pistol in his hand. I know that one, too, Mr. Drake. That's some more of the stuff you write in that drivel of yours. Okay, my friend, I was just warning you. Trying to make me look behind me, huh? That gag's so old, it's got whiskers. So is a constable, Vincent. You know, really, it's all your own fault. You insisted on calling in the local law, and my foxy friend, here he is. lot of fishing I did. Oh, calm down, Inspector. You enjoyed the weekend. You know you did. Oh, I see enough crime every day. You know, if people didn't fall in love, there wouldn't be half as much of it. Half as much of uh, love, Inspector? No, crime. Oh, crime. How did you figure out that love motive, anyway? Oh, it was simple, Inspector. Pat tried so desperately to cover Vincent with her lies about Isabel that it all tied in with that conversation I had with Isabel. The decision she had to make was whether or not to divorce Vincent. And Vincent was the guy who walked into the room while she was fooling you. You're so right, Inspector. He knew we were on our way up here. And he had to kill her before we got there so she wouldn't do any talking. Sure, and Martin should have been in the living room when Stuart was shot before we got up from the boathouse. Sure. That's it, exactly. Instead, he ran back upstairs and came down again to make it look good. Sure. And he picked the gun up out of Stuart's hand so he'd get his prints all over it. Sure. That was to alibi the prints he'd gotten on it before. Prints he hadn't had time to wipe off. Mm-hmm. Sure. Hey, didn't you say anything about sure? Sure. Hey, that left-handed business. Mm-hmm. Martin must have known all the time that Stuart was left-handed. He pretended he didn't just to make himself look all the more innocent. Sure. <laughs> Inspector, the next time you go fishing... I suppose you really will go to the Poconos, huh? Sure. Well, I still think I'll catch the biggest fish by keeping mystery for a hobby. Welcome back. Well, an interesting murder uh, setup, and I think some pretty solid clues to uh, lead to it. It's interesting the the way that the bluster was used. Usually when you have a blustery character in a mystery, it's kind of meant as a bit of a red herring. But here the bluster and pride was a theme throughout, and ultimately the undoing. I didn't like how they laid the groundwork for that. Overall, a really interesting episode. Uh, we do have uh, listener comments and feedback, and this one comes from YouTube. Uh, it's regarding an episode from a few weeks ago. Death has ten fingers, and Saysoft writes in, Adam, in addition to the other problems you noted, it's not possible to shoot out the tire of a moving car from another car that's directly behind the target car. The rear end of the target 
car would hang over the rear tire, making it impossible to even see it. There's also the improbability involved with actually hitting a high-speed moving target from a high-speed moving platform. Unrelated but interesting is that the future Wilma Flintstone was part of the cast. Hmm, well I missed the Wilma Flintstone uh, part. Uh, uh, interesting comment, say soft. Uh, and I will say this, uh, I was remember uh, listening to an old-time radio comedy program where they described this, you know, really improbable scene. And somebody said, yeah, just wait till television comes along. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think that, you, can, the, you know, there are a lot of benefits of audio drama and theater of the mind. One problem that you can run into, though, when you are constantly working in an oral medium is that it happens occasionally that some people get a little bit out of touch with the laws of physics. And some, and some, some of the stuff just doesn't make sense if you stop to think about it. Thanks so much for the comments, Sayself. And I do want to go ahead and thank our uh, Patreon supporter of the day. And I want to go ahead and thank Beverly, Patreon supporter since March of 2020, currently supporting us at the Shamus level of $4 or more per month. Thanks so much for your support, Beverly. That will actually do it for today. If you are enjoying this uh, show on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe to the podcast, and mark the notification bell. Join us back here tomorrow for yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Next Tuesday, a previously uncirculated episode of Not Be. And then next Thursday, our final episode of Mystery is My Hobby. In the meantime, do send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Grant, signing off.